Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the Mount of Olives, Jesus said to his disciples privately about his coming. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief were coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I want to ask you all a question this morning. What do you long for? What do you long for? At my house and in my family, you know, we're a split family. We have half the people in Gainesville and the other half in Chicago. So uh, there's over the Thanksgiving day and day before and day after, there was a lot of texting and phone calls and interruptions back and forth because uh, my daughter and my son have worked out an arrangement where my daughter is the purchasing agent and my son is the funding agent. This works out very well for them, but the problem is, is they have to find out pretty early what it is everybody wants so they can make their budget. They refer to it as the cartel. <laughs> so we've had a lot of people asking about different, well, not a lot of people, Maggie and, and Archer have been asking, what do you want? And if that doesn't get a response, then it goes to, what do you need? And if that doesn't get a response, you get the look you really don't want to get. And you feel so guilty, you'll say almost anything just to answer them. <laughs> but this is a different thing. Even it's different between wanting and needing, although both of those are good. What are you longing for? 
when we long for something, I think about it as not something that we can go find in a store or online or maybe even in our home space. A lot of times we long for things that we have this uneasiness about uh, us in ourselves and we don't really know what it is that, that's making this kind of grumbly feeling or something about it. I'm not asking us this morning to become sad about longing, but I want us to think about longing as something very positive as we enter this Advent season. This longing that Isaiah talks about, the psalm responds to and talks about. You may not hear it as much in the Matthew, but certainly it's in Paul's writing. This longing for something to come. I think one of the things that we long for is a real, live, relationship with God. A real relationship with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. So you go for a long time and it seems like we're in church or we're here, it's like we're parallel with God, but there are times when our lives just don't seem to intermingle to come in contact with each other. You hear that longing in, O come, O come, Emmanuel. It's that plaintive, I want this. I don't even exactly know what that would look like or, or what it would mean, but I know I want this relationship, this real encounter. So I want to invite us as a parish and as individuals to stir up our longing this Advent, to stir up this longing to see Jesus in ways we've not seen Jesus before, in music that we sing, in music that we hear, in the sacrament, in the colors, in the lessons, to open ourselves to long for this peaceable world that Isaiah is talking about. God longs for us. God longs for us. God longs for us to see clearly that the law has been given to us not to punish us, but to guide us to give us boundaries so that we don't get lost. You know what they say about sheep, don't you? Sheep don't intend to get lost. They just nibble, nibble themselves lost. <laughs> and sometimes that's what we do. We go away from the life of prayer. We move away from our personal time looking for and listening to God, we nibble ourselves lost. So this can be a time to yearn for the connectedness again, 
You know, Advent isn't about whether you put up a Christmas tree or you don't put up a Christmas tree when you put it up. It's not about even whether you sing a Christmas song or you don't sing a Christmas song before December 25th. Holy bishops, I did not say that. Please understand. <laughs> it's not about all that. It's about wanting the world to look like the way Jesus wants the world to look. And then it's about helping that happen. Helping that happen. If we would be completely correct, if we say, well, Doris, I want to disagree here just a little bit. I mean, God hadn't been able to make this come about in all these years since the prophecy of Isaiah, so you're telling us that we're supposed to help it come about now. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because, you see, we're the people, as they say, with the boots on. We're the people in the world that can spread some of the peaceable kingdom around. I want to talk for a moment about the laws of God. I'd like to go back and mention a couple of those laws and make a suggestion that these laws are not meant to be punitive. As I said, they're meant to be boundaries. Do no murder. Well, most of us could probably say, well, I haven't done that one. Push on it a little bit. Are there people's dreams that you put down? Are there people's hopes that you have not tried to help with? Are there students in your classes that you haven't reached out to to encourage? Are there neighbors that you know could benefit from some of your time, but you really don't want to get involved? Do know murder we can do murder in a lot of ways. We can murder opportunities to bring joy to other people by giving of ourselves and our time and our talent and our prayers. Do not covet. What is it that we hold out that we want that we can't have that can make us dissatisfied. That is not what God wants for us. God wants for us to be content with what we have. To be able to say to ourselves and to others, I have enough. I have enough. Whatever enough is, I have enough. I have clothes, I have food, I have some sort of shelter. I'm okay. Now maybe I didn't dream that this would be the way I'd be. Maybe I dreamed I'd have a big house and a bigger car and I'd have no bills at this point in my life and it would be just grand. That's a dream. But most of us have enough and we do not need to covet anything that somebody else has that we don't have in terms of possessions. 
What about do not bear false witness? How often are we critical of people that we don't need to be critical of? How often are we always looking for something that we can say, ah, yeah, I know about that person. Have you heard about? Well, did you know? God is saying, you don't need to do that. You don't need to put somebody else down so you can be lifted up. When we come to the high mountain, God is there. This is what God is going to do. God is going to take me, and God is going to take that person over there that I'm jealous of, and God is going to show me how I ought to be loving that person, not being jealous of that person. Did you hear in the Isaiah reading where it says that God will arbitrate? That's what they're talking about. God will help us to see the other person differently. So they won't be our enemy. They'll become our friend. But we can do that. We, you and I, can take that commandment and use it to make our world better. To make our world better. God wants us to follow God's commandments so we have abundant life, not a punitive life. God wants us to find more ways to love Jesus, to know Jesus, to be as Jesus, to know his joy, to know his hope, to know his love. I'll tell you a little story about how God in Christ, the Spirit, popped into my world this weekend. Remember I said living on parallel tracks? Well, of course, I've been thinking about Advent and what I would say today and what was important to be said and what not to be said. And, and I kept on saying this yearning, this yearning to have an encounter. How do I preach about that? How long has it been for you, Doris, since you felt particularly moved by the Holy Spirit? Well, I told you all last week, if you were here, that I would be cooking a pot roast for Thanksgiving. I was going to cook a pot roast. There was a good reason for it. What happened, however, was that my 20-year-old grandson was, went back to play some basketball with his high school team and managed to profoundly sprain his ankle and tear his ligament for the count them third time. Mom then had to stay home because grandson couldn't drive and had to be looked after. So all the plans that had been changed from the turkey to the pot roast suddenly went back to the turkey. So I began making my list and checking it twice. Mostly it's me that's naughty and very seldom nice, but anyway. <laughs> I got it all together. I worked and I worked till I figured out how I was going to carry this bird that I had to brine all night 
How was I going to get that all the way to Gainesville without ruining my car, sloshing it all over everything, and appear like I was the wonderful grandmother that they already knew I'm not? So <laughs> I take the turkey, I brine the turkey, I put the turkey in two garbage bags, and then I plop that sucker right into one of my crates, put the top on it, and I am so proud of myself, I could have practically flown down to Gainesville. I drove, I got there, the grandchildren came out to help me unload. We took everything out of the car. Where's the turkey? The turkey was nowhere to be found. The turkey was on my front porch. It was almost completely impossible to have gotten into my car without tripping over that turkey. But I did. I was not a happy camper. Got in the car, mad at myself, and off I took back to Clarksville, 45 minutes away. Went to turn on a tape in the car that I thought I had but I didn't have it. I had another tape in the car. It's a tape that Tim and Sharon gave me, and it started playing, and I started listening. Part of those words from that tape are, there is a longing in our hearts, O Lord, for you to reveal yourself to us. There is a longing in our hearts for love. We only find in you, our God. They sing it beautifully. It's got this same tone that O Come, O Come, Emmanuel has. This longing, it's not just in the words, it's in the music. For the next hour and a half, I pushed that tape back and started it over again. I don't know what my car or I look like from the outside, but I'll guarantee you on the inside it was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I thought to myself, you know, we can't always have these moments of finding and being not on parallel but intersecting. But there are times when God and the Spirit intersect us. And God intersected with me on that journey. By the time I got back to Gainesville, I wasn't angry. I was happy as I could be. I was content. Because something I was longing for had come to place. I had felt God with me, Emmanuel. Now, sometime during this Advent season, I'm going to ask Tim and Sharon to sing this for us at, at some point, um, probably a part of another sermon. But I want you to listen to these words again. There is a longing in our hearts, O Lord, for you to reveal yourself 
to us. There is a longing in our hearts for love we only find in our God. In sorrow, in grief, in weakness, in fear, in sickness, in death, be near, hear our prayer. There is a longing in our heart, O Lord, for you to reveal yourself to us. Lord, save us, take pity, light our darkness. We call you, we wait. There is a longing in our hearts, O God, for you to reveal yourself to us. May this Advent season be a time when we open ourselves to long for the revelation of God in our lives, in our work, in our play, in our family, with our friends, to long for it in such a way that we are willing to be peacemakers, that we are willing to work for justice. We are willing to be there for people for whom no one else will be. Long for something so wonderful. We call it Emmanuel. Amen.